Welcome to Profiles. Welcome to Profiles. A monthly podcast featuring industry disruptors. Tune in to hear the stories of people who weren't afraid to dream big, take chances, and shake things up. Our guest today is a results and goal-oriented leader with a recognized ability for training personnel, adapting quickly to solving problems, and identifying and capitalizing on market opportunities. All skills, I'm sure, come in handy as the managing director of a company that has spent the last several years battling trust issues in our industry. But she does have experience working for companies where controversy once reigned. I'm good at that. You know, I did it with ASI, you know, they were always controversial. You know, it was always PPI versus ASI or, you know, then it was the show. That was the huge. I mean, that was, yeah, that was huge. So then from there, you know, and then, so I feel like I've always worked with a company that's had some type of branding issues. Right. So to me, this is, this is me doing my job. Susan Lewandowski is the managing director of Bell Promo based in Miami, Florida. Susan joins us to talk about her career in this crazy business and how she deals with the perception that her company is somehow doing something nefarious. But first, how did she become part of an industry that very few join on purpose? Got married, moved to Philadelphia, needed to find a job. Um, found, you know, a headhunter found me ASI as a supplier account manager. So I basically started um, selling ad space print media, you know, that's all there was then, right? So I started selling ad space in the media file counselor, all the different tools that um, ASI offered to help suppliers grow their business. So worked with bringing new suppliers in and telling them about the industry and how they could grow their businesses, what this industry was all about. You know, most of these companies were small um, or just, you know, just starting out or they had this great product, you know, they had the widget, but they, you know, they were, or they were another company who, had a separate division, but found that they wanted to get into this industry. But how do you break into it? You know, how do you do it? So it was telling the story of the story I tell today, you know, why there's distributors, why there's, you know, a reseller, you know, I don't want to sell to the end user in any way, shape or form. I don't, that's not my wheelhouse, but there are 10,000 plus distributor countries, hundreds of thousands of suppliers or distributors who are salespeople who want to sell your product. So I love it. ASI and PPAI have not always been on the friendly terms they are today. ASI, owned by the Cohen family, sells information and services to the industry, while PPAI is the trade association lobbying Congress and running industry trade shows. In the late 1990s, though, ASI decided they wanted into the lucrative trade show game as well and started competing with PPAI for attendees. Susan notes, though, the two groups have each found a niche with suppliers and distributors and work together for the good of the industry. They both serve a purpose. Um, They both have, you know, great tools, great things for the distributors and the suppliers and other service providers in the industry, um, which only makes us better. So the more that we can do that and work together as a team to grow the business, to grow the industry instead of, you know, 29 billion, make it 40 billion. You know, we're all you know, I think the industry's solid in that department. She left ASI to raise her kids, but went back when they started their trade show division, worked a few years, left to have more kids, went back for another tenure at ASI, and then... Promo placement found me and said, 
we have this, you know, supplier in South Florida looking for a general manager's position. And I'm like looking at the job description and I said, I'm like, I'm 50% qualified for this position. Right. So, but heck I'll go for the interview. What the heck? Why not? You know, you always, you know, you're, so I did and still didn't know who the company was. Um, just knew it was in South Florida, knew you'd have to relocate. By this time, kids are all out of high school, right? Um, so started interviewing with them. And by March, they brought me down. At this point, I knew who they were. They brought me down, showed me the factory, met with the, you know, see, met with Cy and Alan in person. And they offered me the job. And I was like, I'm in. The changes in how things are done has been monumental in the years since she started at ASI, including how women's roles have changed. I started and there were no computers on our desks, right? We had a landline and a filing cabinet and, you know, however we kept pieces of paper with each customer that we called, index cards to stay followed up, calendars were, you know, your light, you lived and breathed by your calendar on the table, right? You just, you just... And now you look and I've got three monitors. I'm using my cell phone. I have a digit, you know, the, the, it's just, it's completely different now. So I think, it, and, but it, it happened in phases. So, you know, it's kind of like, I look at it like, okay, so we moved into from the print, then we went to the CD, right? Then it was ESP was on a CD. So everything kind of evolved in a way that helped the industry, right? We all want efficiency. We want to work better. We want to work smarter. And I think that, um, so that piece has always, that I think is amazing. And I feel like we were always on the forefront a little bit of that when we started. I can, you know, I can remember we, we, I think it was 19, like 90 when we launched ASI Central and, you know, the whole e-commerce part started, right? And now look at where we are, where we are. Um, I think the other part where we've evolved is that women, you know, we, women are in leadership roles that they never were before. I mean, I'm sure you've, you, you can, you know, the old school, the, the old, you know, the national leadership conference was mostly men, right? Um, hence the women's leadership kind of got started, but now the national leadership is both men and women and women are serving on the boards and women are in positions that they never were before and, and product categories and the inner, you know, new product. I mean, it's changed so much from, it was just, you know, basic, you know, pens, pencils, notepads, bags, some drinkware, but it, you know, some household items, you know, your chip clip and things like that. And now, you know, we've got over 1200 SKUs, right? So <laughs> it, it's just amazing. And, and part of that is, you know, part of that started with sourcing, right? Companies started sourcing overseas. That wasn't how it all started in the beginning. People weren't really sourcing overseas. That was, it was all American made right here, grassroots, right? And then sourcing and then sourcing then opened up a whole nother door for suppliers to, you know, have product, add product to their line that they wouldn't have been able to do. Of course, one of the biggest game changers to come along is artificial intelligence or AI. What's Susan's take on how this technology is affecting our business? You know, it's interesting. I think that, you know, it's very new, right? We're now just talking about it. We're now having, you know, it's a conversation, the chat GBT, the, the, you know, artificial intelligence. I think, you know, I think it's going to start in several areas. I think it's going to start in your chat window, right? It's going to start with, you know, product description and being able to, you know, infiltrate the text and the catalogs as that evolves. I think, um, you know, 
maybe the quoting and because it, it's going to read it reads so much. I mean, right? It, it's reading history. It's it's reevolving. So if you have something that's consistent, could it could it take that piece off? Um, you know, I think that it's it's crazy. I, I think it's I think it's only going to be positive. I don't think it's going to be negative. I really don't. I think that we're going to see more things happening. I think it's going to streamline technology. It's more technology, so it'll help companies to be leaner, right? Um, I don't think it's going to it's going to eliminate all these positions. I said, I don't think it's going to be that, but if we can work strategically, think of the innovation and the technology that can come with it to help me run my business better, then I can invest and spend time in growing the business through, you know, hiring good people to get out there. I mean, you still need the, this industry is relationship driven. You can bring all the, all of the technology and everything in, but it is relationship driven. But at the end of the day, ours is a relationship driven business. So while technology will continue to change how things are done, people buy from people they trust. We're all doing the same thing. We're all printing product. There's competitors, there's other glassware, there's other bags, there's other pen suppliers. There's, it, and we all have the same issues that go on. I mean, look at look at how we're rated, right? We're rated on product quality, shipping, uh, imprint, uh, customer service, you know, overall experience. Every supplier has those issues. Imprints come off, the, you know, it happens, right? Because decoration for whatever reason. Um Inventory can be an issue. Everybody's going to have an inventory issue. Shipping, somebody's going to get, it's going to get lost. Nobody's perfect, right? But the only way that you can separate yourself from that is your customer experience. How are you going to handle that customer? What are you going to do for that customer that's going to make their life easier, no matter what the problem is, good or bad? Which brings us back to the issue Susan deals with literally every day the perception that her company sells directly to the end user, thus going around distributors, something she says is patently false. Every day I deal with it, every conversation. So, um, which amazes me, even even five years in that I've been trying to retell the story. I just tell the story. You know, you, you have to remember that Discount Mugs started in the 90s. Like it was the first e-commerce company in the industry, right? And it started when, you know, the owners, you know, the owner, you know, lived here in South Florida and his father was in China and had product and said, you know, I've got product, you can decorate it. And he had a good friend who was technology that was an IT person and said, let's create a website. And so let's do this e-commerce. We can click and pay. We're going to make it easy. Boom, done. There's no, I don't need a customer service team. I don't, you know. I can just, I can run a machine and I can print it and I can decorate it and I can ship it. But he knew nothing about the industry. He didn't know what a code was. He didn't know, you know, he was like EQP terms. No, it's click and pay. Can I talk to somebody? No, put a ticket in. I mean, it wasn't, that that structure wasn't there, right? Discount Mugs, launched in 1995, was one of the first distributor e-commerce sites in our business. Bell Promo was formed in 2008 as a promotional product supplier to sell to industry distributors. And Alan Tabaski, owner at the time of drinkware supplier Hurricane Line, came on board in 2012. The two companies are owned by the same venture capital entity, 
but their P&Ls, management, customer service, sales, and accounting are all kept separate. Years later, private equity comes in, right? Private equity comes in, and what does private equity do with any company for the most part? They make changes, right? They um, promote side to CEO. They um, get rid of the entire HR team. They restructure every, get rid of a lot of senior management, production team, the whole, you know, they, they clean house. Boxes go, branding, nothing. We're not going to do catalogs here. We're going to do them somewhere else. Um, we're, you know, we're really going to define separate. And so that's really how it kind of all started to make Bell to rewrite the story for us. Owned by private equity, Bell USA owns both companies, run two separate divisions. And so when I came on board, that was really my focus. My focus was if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And we're going to service the traditional distributor and any distributor that wants to do business with us. And we're going to go from there. Susan says a big part of her job is to change the perception in the industry. And how does she do that? And it's one call at a time, one conversation, telling the story that, no, we run two separate businesses. Now, do I have, I have the luxury? And this is, and I laugh about this because there are so many suppliers that have distributorships, but they just didn't, they don't tell you. We're transparent. Transparent is everything. In fact, I'm so transparent. I invite you down. Come to my warehouse. Let me give you a tour. Let me show you firsthand. I don't care who you are. You could do one order. You could do no orders. Come down and see. Service providers, other suppliers, other distributors, come down, take a tour. I tell you, you know, I want you to come down because once you come down and you see, which is where I fell in love with it was, Sai has changed the way you can do business. The technology that, that they've invested in has streamlined how we can do it. We are built for efficiency. So given her role to change long-held perceptions, does Susan consider herself a disruptor? I'm a disruptor. So, you know, we go to 12-piece minimums on every product. Nobody does that, right? We simplify our pricing um, to one, two, you know, one setup. I mean, we do things that, I, and I'm going to continue to do things to disrupt. I think that's how we grow as an industry. We have to ask the questions. We have to challenge the way things were done to the way things could be done, right? Um, ask the questions. You know, I tell my kids, I tell anybody, you know, if you never ask the question, the answer is always going to be no. So ask the question, challenge, you know, why, you know, we've done it this way forever, but does it, do we have to continue doing it that way forever? She touched earlier on how women in this industry have become integral to its success. So I asked her how being a woman has affected her career. I've been fortunate because I've had both women and men support me and encourage me um, and to, you know, push me to, to work harder and smarter um, from, you know, um, starting at ASI, mostly men, right? Um, I think Chris Lovell was one of the first people that I would say, you know, was in a leadership role that I can, you know, that I that moved into that area. Um, and I think that, you know, the men that saw women with talent and believed in them and encouraged them, I think that was, you know, encouraging. Um, so for me, I've been fortunate enough that that I've had 
um, that I've worked with men who are, you know, leaders, but have also encouraged me to, you know, do conferences, do the women's leadership, um, work on myself, do things to empower me. Um, and so I pay it forward. I think we have to look at the younger generation coming up and we need to, as men and women, we need to mentor that group and encourage that group um, as emerging leaders. Um, I know that with the women's leadership conference this year, you know, we're talking about that. That's one of the, you know, going in us. I think it, in the beginning, it was like women leaders because the national leadership was the boys club. This was the, you know, but now I look at it, it's, it's, it's bringing women, you know, I look at, you know, bringing younger women in to show them and to, to mold them and to, to mentor them, to have the confidence to, to get a seat at the table, right? Have the confidence to believe in themselves of what their worth is. And how do I do that? Um, I've been very, very fortunate, but it's not, it hasn't not come with its challenges. Over the years, people have told me this business gets hold of you and won't let you go. So what advice does Susan have for those just getting started in it? I'd say once you're in, you're never going to leave because you're going to absolutely love it. Everything that you knew about competitors and um, relationships, you knew nothing until you get into this industry. This is the only place that I know that my competitor is my friend. You know, that these relationships that I have with other suppliers and distributors and even the distributors, like it's, it's, it's very a, as big as it is, it is still a, a relationship driven and we all work together for everybody to succeed. So I would tell them that to um, learn as much as you can, immerse yourself, take advantage of all the education programs that are out there, get involved in your regional association, get involved in the national association, get involved. Um, you have a voice. And if you're younger, you've got an even more important voice because you are our future. So, but also, you know, remind them to be humble and remind them to, you know, listen to those that have been around to know that, um, that even as technology savvy as we all are, that you have to have a relationship, but go for it. It's, it is the, it can, it is a fun industry. And um, if you love product and you love brand and you love building, you know, and you love to influence people and there's a lot of influence, you want to influence, but you want to influence somebody to have a connection with somebody, then this is the industry. After five years, Susan takes each day as it comes as she works to change perceptions, challenge her employees to be their best, and keep her company at the forefront of the ever-changing technology. Again, I love this industry. There's, you say, you know, what are you going to tell somebody? Once you're in, you're never out. It's just too much fun. Even with all of the, the headaches and the frustrations and the, the things that can go wrong in a day, I still love it. And I feel so blessed to have had the up to, to do what I'm doing right now. Cause I love it. I love the challenge. I love being able to see something evolve and change based on a story. It's just, to me, it's, I feel lucky every day. 
From all of us here at Promo Corner, thanks for listening to Profiles. I'm Steve Woodburn, and be sure to join us next month as we bring you stories of other disruptors and agents of change in the world of promotional products. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Profiles. Tune in next month for another story of someone who wasn't afraid to dream big, take chances, or shake things up.